The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. There is a new hardcover book and the front of it is just a patch from a leather a pair of overalls and it just says the word Dunlop. The title of the book is The Dunlop Dynasty, The World's Greatest Road Racing Family. It's by Stephen Davison and it is a collection of pictures of Joey and Robert and Michael and the entire Dunlop clan in various different races running from the Northwest through to, of course, the TT and beyond. And uh, Stephen is with us this morning. How are you, Stephen? Good morning, Alan. Great. This is a lifetime's work. Indeed it is, yes. <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> 40 years when you, it would have been Joey, I assume then, who was the start of the, the pictures, was it? It was. Uh, the first races I went to in the mid-70s, uh, Joey was on the grid. And he, he was kind of, his career was kind of getting going at that stage. It was before he had got to the World Championships and all of that. And he, Now, explain who Joey was, because to some people, Joey is, to use the shorthand, God. And to yes. other people, he's sort of a name who's involved in motorcycles. But he has, particularly in the TT, a record that nobody, well, now maybe one of his own family may take off, but it was unparalleled for decades. Yeah, well, he's the most famous road racer in the world. Uh, from Bally Money, as you say. Uh, a man of humble origins. Uh, and he just started racing bikes. He had friends, uh, the Armoy Armada, he was part of that originally and sadly he lost two of his colleagues there. Uh, but he kept going, he decided to keep racing. He, 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 he came up against quite a lot of obstacles al- along the way, but he always kept going forward and eventually joined the Honda team and won five World Championships, Formula One World Championships. He won 26 TTs, still the most that anyone has ever won, although... Michael now, his, his, his nephew is 25, so he's closing in. But I think as much as it was about what Joey achieved, it was also about the way he achieved it because he, he was a, a very humble man and he remained that way throughout, even though he had this great success and was known all over the world. He never really changed. And for us, uh, I come from the same part of the world, uh, Joey was kind of, it was one of us, you know, and to see one of our own go out and take on the world and beat them, there was great pride in that. There was great, and, and also for me uh, personally, you know, an inspiration in it. And I, that was why I bought a camera in the first place to photograph something of Joey. And then very quickly, it actually became the day job and started working as a, a press photographer. But all the time, I kept photographing the road racing and you get pulled into it more and more and it went from Joey to Robert to the second generation, Michael, William. It Sam must be Paul. a trick. I mean, we'll go back to talking more about Joey, but it must be technically a very tricky thing to photograph because if you look at the, the Isle of Man, what's average lap speed? 128, 129 mile an hour? Uh, there or thereabouts? 35 now, yeah. So that means there are points on the circuit where they're coming past you at 180 miles an hour. How, how do you manage to get a decent picture in that context? <laughs> There's a lot of uh, pictures which aren't decent. There are <laughs> a lot of pictures that don't work out at all. But uh, it, is, it is really difficult because the, the, the great thing about road racing, the, the, the really great part of it is the proximity to the speed, to the noise, to the colour. But 
photographically, that makes it very difficult because things just kind of burst into view. They come out over a rise. You don't, you don't, you don't get to see them like from a quarter of a mile away and train the lens on them. It's just, it's there. I, I've just come back from the Macau Grand Prix, and you know, you're in the streets of a city. Uh, the noise and everything these things are it's, it's just unbelievable that in that environment somebody is going that fast <laughs> and can do that somebody can can actually do that and, and well this is the thing that i never understood about joey is the dichotomy between how apparently relaxed and easygoing and sort of downbeat he was to then have that as the day job it, it's a, it's a very odd thing to to have in the one individual he was a, a, a very quiet uh, man, a very ordinary man who did very extraordinary things. And I used to, exactly what you're, you're saying, I used to sometimes just stand and look at him and think, you know, how, what is it? What is it about your, the way your brain works, the way your eyes and hands coordinate that makes you makes that man so so good so different from anybody else what is what is the whole thing what's the chemistry the biology that that plays into all of that and you just wonder that the fascination of it now he was also some of the stories around him are very interesting I, you can tell me whether what of these are true is it true that he fished his bikes up from the bottom of the Irish Sea and went on to win the TT with them he definitely fished them up the, I think it was 85 the uh, there was a, a few bikes were going over on a fishing boat to the Isle of Man and uh, they uh, not didn't get very far before the the boat sunk and the bikes went under as well. There's a famous story that somebody Joey had been cooking chops, he'd been frying chops, and the the, the boat, somebody said that there wasn't enough salt on them. But <laughs> after another, Joey says, "Is there enough salt on them now?" <laughs> it's that kind of uh, these stories. Uh, but he, he was somebody who you know he kept his head. He didn't lose his cool. And Is it true that he also used to take um, donations and gifts to Eastern Europe in his own in the race? Very room? much so. I mean, that, that he was he got one of the honours, the MBE and OBE received those during his lifetime, and one of those was for his charity work. And I mean, again, it was a kind of remarkable way to go about the whole thing he just he saw he, there was a nurse from Bally Money who had been working out in uh, Eastern Europe and had come home and had talked about you know the hardship that the children the orphanages and so on faced and Joey just decided to gather stuff up from the town in a van and he filled the van with supplies and he didn't want any talk about it he didn't want any publicity he didn't, he didn't launch a kind of a Campaign or anything, he just filled the van and drove out there. And mercy to Estonia, he went to uh, different parts of Eastern Europe. He went to Romania; it was one of the places. But he just drove all the way there, and he, uh, you know, there was no, there was no uh, kerfuffle in it. He just went ahead and did it. Uh, That was, and he loved uh, one of the things that I've read about a lot. I mean was that he, he loved to be on these kind of solo road trips. He enjoyed that. He enjoyed the, the, the time of doing that. I have to say something about this, though. I photographed Joey for a long, long time. I was always around. I never really had a conversation with Joey. I met him chatted about a couple <laughs> of things. I was really too much in awe. I just watched from a distance all the time. And... Some of the pictures are very intimate. I mean, I, I don't mean to say, but they aren't all just action shots of him on the bike. There's there's shots inside the garage. There's shots of him in the van. There's 
the shots of the family around. It's it, you would get the sense through the lens that you knew him very well. And that was, I'd always say this: one of the nicest things, probably the nicest thing that's ever been said to me in photography, is uh, after in two thousand after Joey died, I did a book on Joey, just on Joey, and there were a lot of those kinds of photographs in that book, and. Davy Wood, who was Joey's manager at one stage, I'd given him a copy of the book and a few weeks later I bumped into Davy again and Davy called me over and he said, he says, you know, I remember every moment in that book, but he says, of uh, those photographs, but he says, I never remember seeing you. And I, I think that's when you're, as a photographer, that's what you hope for. That's, that's when you're kind of doing your job properly. You're not intervening. You're not getting people to give you the thumbs up. or And, and that was never the way with, Joey, that was never kind of the way he would have operated anyway. He just he just did his business regardless of the camera. You mentioned the his death in in two thousands. Uh, for me, that's one of those. You know, the the people talk about uh, JFK and where you were. I still remember um, standing in the in the office canteen, and I think it was the Star, maybe maybe it was the Mirror, had run the picture on the front page of of Joey from um, it was Estonia, wasn't it? it was a mm-hmm. race he a, died in Estonia. What was that like for you? Because it, 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 it was one of those where it was particularly shocking given that it was it was a relatively minor event to be mm-hmm. part of. It wasn't the TT, mm-hmm. it wasn't significant. Yeah, he, he just decided to go and again he 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 put the bikes in the in the van and drove to Estonia on his own and went out there to race. He, I think he just wanted to get away from things at home and he had just, you know, he'd, it it just had this great success at the TT. It won it won three TTs. He had won the Formula One race, uh, which was a you know a, a spectacular kind of comeback at that level. And he was beating you know he was beating men nearly half his age. It was out there, and, but he just wanted to go to this race. And sadly, there was a very heavy heavy rain, and he crashed and collided with a tree. And that, it, 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 you know all those years, it all came an end in a split second and I, I was actually covering a, a Gaelic football match at, in, at Kismet Park in Belfast and I'll never forget it I got a phone call from uh, someone on a picture desk and he there was a garbled information about it but I knew that it wasn't the sort of thing that would just be a rumour there had to be something behind it and I made a couple more phone calls and I I kind of ascertained that it was true. And just as I kind of had confirmed that myself, I remember Adrian Logan, was, he was one of the commentators at, at the game and he went on to the PA system at the ground and announced that Joe had not died. And there was just one <sighs> collective gasp, to, you know, thousands of people together just in that moment. And it, it was a, you know, it was a, a very sad, a very, very sad day. And nobody really knew what to do. There was only one, it's just Joey was in Estonia. Uh, so the place of pilgrimage became Joey's Bar in Ballymoney, the pub that he ran there. And, and everybody went there and laid flowers and there were rows and rows of people, you know. And it, it well, I still remember, I mean, the, the footage of the funeral, I mean, the footage of the thousands of people and thousands of bikes all showing up, the, I mean, the outpouring of, I should say, of course, that uh, Joey, because of the gravity that is the man, um, he's, he's, drawn a lot of di- convert, he's drawn a lot of attention in this conversation. But the, the family is much broader than that and they are all in it. So we have um, Robert, we have uh, Michael, lovely picture of him there, almost kissing the wall in a, a Southern 100 superbike race. <laughs> Of all of them, who was the best? 
Oh, no. <laughs> You'll be starting to write there. <laughs> at, at, uh, I mean, I think one of the things about this this book is that I wanted to... Uh, Joe and Robert are there, but it, Robert decided in 2000 that he would, he, after Joe, Joe's death, he, he, he would come back, and he just didn't come back. He, he came back and he brought the kids, and he dubbed it The Next Generation. And his own sons, uh, Michael and William... And sadly, we've lost William as well, and we've lost Robert. And I think in 2008, after Robert's death, Michael won that incredible race at the Northwest 200. And that was sort of the mantle passing to the second generation. And if you want to see any of the Dunlop generations, the book is The Dunlop Dynasty, the world's greatest road racing family, and the man behind the lens, Stephen Davidson. Stephen, thank you very much. Thank you, Anton. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PWC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.